Boom. Okay. Is my music too loud? No. Okay. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode. We always like to start with our mantra. We are, we aren't comedians, but we are funny. We sure the hell aren't there, but, but we be dropping gems. We are fully, fully completely Black Girl Magic personified. Hey, yep. Regular us, you and me. Like I said, I'm Nicole, but you can call me Coco. And I am Janae Waterfield, nay to the nay, or as one of my friends says, nay two times, nay squared. Dose. Dose. So <laughs> if you take me, that's too bad. So sad. So sad. So this is our introduction podcast, and we just wanted to talk a little bit about friendships, ultimately. Um, let's start, for those of us who don't know us, tell a little bit about ourselves. Coco, if you want to go first. All righty. So I'm not, I'm a, I try to plan, but I'm not a big planner. I'm not very good about like organizing my stuff that I'm going to say. I usually just come off the dome and then people have to either edit it or take it or leave it. So this is what I'm going to do. Uh, my name is Nicole Nunnally. I am originally from California, but I relocated about 10 years ago to Texas. Um, she left me, in other words. We're going to get into that later. Yes, yes, we are. Because I think Janae left me first. But that's, not, that's neither here nor there right now. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to deal with it, and then we're going to heal from it, okay? <laughs> right, right, right. That's all we do. Um I am a single mother of two. My son is going to be 25 in February and my daughter is 17. She is a senior this year in high school and we're preparing her for her um, post high school um, adventure of going to culinary arts school. Um, I am a special education teacher. This is my first year teaching um, high school special education. Um, self-contained is what it's normally referred to as. Um, I work with students who are um, either on the autism spectrum or um, have Down syndrome or other special needs that hinder them from participating in a general ed setting. Um, I am currently living with my mother in Texas as I try to save up for a future worth having, according to me. Um, Christian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nobody but you. It's all that counts. Yeah, you know, that whole, it, you know, live your dreams. You're supposed to have stuff done by 30, 45. I had to, you know, you, sometimes you got to reevaluate your goals and then like they, oh, roll, they roll over. <laughs> New, New Year started, it was on a Friday. I'm just saying, like, it's not a whole new oh, calendar. Flip it. No, it's it didn't happen. Let's roll it over. Roll it over. That's what I learned. Just, you know, roll, roll with it. Roll Absolutely. with it. Roll Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm gonna write that down. Ooh, that's a good one. Write that down. That's, that's a gem. But if that's you didn't know, dropped, <laughs> dropped, dropped. Yeah, and because we're yay Aryans, we might also sprinkle in the words. Well, of mm-hmm. At least we might have to give yeah. it a little sprinkle. Mm-hmm. Like she up, like some tennis shoes. You feel me? Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. What else? Janae and I have known each other for. Yeah, I can't ever get the math right. I think it's going on 26, 27 years. Good Lord. Yeah. We <laughs> gauge we gauge our, our time based on how old Jonathan is, who's yeah. my oldest son. Absolutely. <laughs> so 
Yeah, he's going to be 25. We met about a year and a half to two years before he came along. So about 26, 27 years. About that. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um, and a beautiful friendship it has been. It has. And we'll discuss, we'll discuss the ins and outs, the ups and downs, the valleys and the peaks of having a 20, 20 plus year old friendship, which turned into family. It's a sisterhood, not not like, oh, sisterhood, you know, those are my girls. Literally, we've become sisters um, by choice, not by blood. And so I feel like a lot of times that's a lot deeper than having someone you didn't have a choice to be part of your family. Absolutely. Absolutely. Choices are everything. Choices. You choose to go through the bad, the good, the ugly with someone. Um, definitely. So we'll get into that. That's part of one of our relationships, uh, trauma. Yes. Dealt with, healed from scenarios we'll talk about. Yes. Um, I am Janae Waterfield. I'm 41 years old. Or as I like to say these days, I'm 40 plus. Everything is just 40 plus. Plus. Mm -hmm. 40 plus. Don't worry about the rest. Don't worry about (laughs) two, a three, a one, a seven. It's just going to be 40 plus right now. Mm -hmm. Or AKA old as hell. Old as hell. Up the hill. Coming down the hill soon. Rolling down. Um, I am also originally from the Bay Area. uh, Have been in SoCal now for maybe a little bit longer than I was in the Bay. I came down to go to college in 97. And I've only been back once for a couple of years. Um, Love it down here. I am the oldest of 5.7 million brothers and sisters. Um, I like... (laughs) say that I have acquired brothers and sisters by DNA association. You know, sometimes uh, Papa is a rolling stone and sometimes Mama is a rolling stone as well. Just going to say. Um, but of the original uh, five womb crew, there are five of us and I am the oldest and I have birthed zero children. Um, and I say that because everyone around me has had kids. So I definitely have had my hand in rearing a few. Uh, I currently reside with my grandparents. Uh, I moved them down from Northern California where they had been all their uh, 82 years of life. And the last two, they have also moved down to Southern California. I also um, have not at the moment, my 17 year old sister who I've had for three years and we needed to take a little break. So she is with our mother right now. If y'all have ever raised teenagers, preach on it. That is a deal with it, heal from it. I think that is a lifetime of healing because the the patience that it takes to deal with a tween. And then heal. And then heal. And we're not in the healing stage quite yet. Um, whether that be a physical healing from the teenager having to get a little bit of pop, 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 booty, pop, pop, skimmy the paps, shout out to the back, um, or your own mental healing because honey, they take you through, but we'll talk about sibling relationships on for sure. For sure. We'll get into that one day. Um, so that's us. And I am a early intervention specialist, AKA a behaviorist. Coco and I have this running joke about uh, being a behaviorist. I am not supposed to say that because I haven't yet taken the certification test. So 
I am an aspiring uh, behavior analyst. However, with 20 years in the game and gifts from God, I am basically the special needs child whisperer. And unlike my bestie who likes the older kids, I do the younger kids. So we have the whole gamut covered because she can't do the littles and I can't do the pubescent ones. So it's all good. (laughs) It's all good. Um, Also with children on the spectrum, ADHD, anxiety, that is uh, our cup of tea, shall we say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So aside from our like, likes, career-wise. Um, I know we've had a couple of conversations over this here, Global Pandemic, a couple of uh, realizations, self-realizations that we've had. You really have had no choice but to spend time with yourself, should I say, mm. Mm. during the pandemic. Um, since, you know, I couldn't fly to Texas and you couldn't fly to Cali. That we, always, is- we always find time through the year to connect physically like like she said either I go back home to California or she comes out here to visit me um or we meet up in Vegas or something where we can just like re-energize ourselves with each other's presence Uh, and this year two to three points of contact in the year yes and this year we've had none which was really weird really weird in the 10 years that I've been here I think this has been the first year we haven't had at least one touch base. Right. Yeah. And it's, it, it, you know, just being, um, you know, staying in sheltering in place and being, um, socially conscious and be distancing and being, you know, um, safe about, you know, spreading the COVID-19 it just that alone and not being around, you know, the people that you work with or being able to go hang out with your family members that takes a toll. But then when you can't get with your your best sister friends to rejuvenate over the year, you know, like we've always done, that takes an, a different kind of toll. So um, I think a lot of people could understand that. Like there are some people that are just your day ones. We this we are I believe we are the true definitions of day ones. We've been rocking since high school, which is usually when you start to come into your own. So you're you're still evolving, but you're like at that. But that first come out the cocoon butterfly stage. So you're already an adult, but you're still trying to figure out the world. We started when we were in the cocoon, we were still in the cocoon and then we blossomed out. And so there was a lot of growth. There was a lot of uh, periods in between where uh, we felt like we were starting to outgrow each other or we were, maybe you're a monarch and I'm a blue tail. And we just kind of, <laughs> you see how that? hey, shout out to my butterfly people out there. <laughs> Uh, that would be Grammy. Grammy definitely. I, okay, better, better, better. Yeah, Shout out to Grammy. <laughs> but then we're butterflies. We we went through the transformation. We popped out, and we're we're still rocking it like four flat tires. Speaking of four flat tires, Janae and I are fifty percent of a quadruplet. Quadruplet. Quadruplet works for me. Okay, quadruplet. Quad. I, I make words up all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't yeah. do yeah, no, she, she encouraged me on that. Other stuff, not so much. <laughs> so uh, let's talk a little bit about the, uh, and don't get me to try to follow, follow your metaphors. I'm not, I do not teach science, smarty pants. Wait, it would be the larva stage. I don't know. Do butterflies have larvae? So let's talk about how we met. Cause you and I always have a different perspective on this here. Uh, story. We do. We yes, do. That's we do. funny. So 
my perspective has always been, um, my mom was looking for us a new church and she had run into somebody, I don't know who, and they invited us to formally uh, Fremont Bible Fellowship. Now I think it's Family Bible Fellowship. Shout out to Pastor Jones. Shout our, out. Originals. Our foundational steps. Um and so my mom had been going. And so finally she was like, you know what? You're going to come to church with me. We're going to do this class called Mom and Me. And first of all, I thought that was strange because anyone who is familiar with me and Miss Ayula, what? Why? <laughs> we didn't have that. We don't have that kind of relationship. No, no. Looking back, maybe she wanted to have that kind of relationship looking back. Retrospect. And the funny thing is now knowing your, like knowing your mom and you all these years, Going back and like, we met at mom and me. Huh? <laughs> Why, even me, mom and me and my mom? Right. Together? Learning? Right. Oh, it, yeah. It's right. funny. <laughs> so we go to this class and I'm like, okay, you know, church. Okay. Let me get myself together. And I get a journal and I get a special pen and we go to the class and we're like doing these introductions. And I think it was the first class that were only a few of us. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I introduced myself and Coco says something to the effect of, Oh, you brought a journal. You're going (laughs) to journal in the class. Oh, that's nice. Which made me feel that's cute. cute. Mind you, we're at church. Yeah, that's cute. Mind you, we're at church. It's supposed to be a welcoming, friendly environment. Um, (laughs) She was an OG at the church. Her and her mom had basically been charter members. And so um, I was shamed. I was shamed and I put away my journal. And basically, I became a sinner and it was all at the fault of Coco. And I was a sinner for a long time. So thank you for that. Being outside with this red man with horns and a tail, it was Coco's fault. Just to let y'all know. <laughs> so thank you for that. And thank you for all the years of uh, sinful nature I endured after that. Because I went there to become whole and have a great relationship with my mom. And so I just wanted you to know that um, you still take responsibility for that. For that. Okay. Is it my turn? <laughs> I was trying really hard. I have a, I, I'm working on it. I'm working on me. Not because it's 2021, but just because as I get older and like, there's little things that I need to change and work on. So like not cutting people off and not listening to answer is something I'm working on. But woo, he tested me on that one. <laughs> first of all, first of all, she came in with her mom and she was new. And like, like Janae said, we were, we started the church with Pastor Jones in like the community center in Fremont. And so like, I was seven, eight years old going to that church. And by time we had like youth programs, um, it was a big deal. They were, I mean, the foundation that we got at FBF was amazing. So we had this um, mom and me Bible study class and she came in and she had a journal y'all. Do you guys see the difference in how we're telling the story? She had a journal. Do you know what I wrote my notes on? The offering envelopes. <laughs> I was like, she got a journal? So I was like, oh my God, you have a journal. She said, she what she heard was, oh, get this newbie. She got a journal. She got to write notes. And she, it don't just be all holy and her. Oh, that's how it was given. Mm-mm-mm. I was like, oh my God. 
Dear Diary, because I had a diary at home that I wrote ratchet stuff in, but also God stuff. Dear Diary, this freckle-faced girl came to church today with her mom. She had a journal and a Bible. What? You know, I've been at the church for eight, well, five years at this point. I don't have a Bible or a journal. Right, right. Even though I was, I was, you know, technically got saved at seven. Communion juice. That's what I was there for. Um, yeah, it was it was amazing to me. And this is the thing. I want to. This is this is something I'm learning too. A story always has three sides. It's A side, B side, and act, what actually happened. You know what I'm saying? So like, I know. My, right. So she took it as, oh, I was judging her. I was taking it as, I want a girl too. <laughs> Why she got a journal? I got a journal. I want to write stuff about Jesus too. <laughs> then we went on to, um, there was this, this conference we went to every year, God's Was Conference. And one, well, my mom went. One year we found out it was for the teenage girls. It was that next summer. Yeah. Oh, and so we got to go to Palm Springs and we went to the, to the God's Was Conference and they had a youth program for us and it was um, like we stayed in our own hotel rooms everybody had a journal girl y'all not everybody had a journal. <laughs> we got a little bag of stuff we got pants oh, we got t-shirts oh. and I, like looking back that logo was so cheesy but like I to this day I love the God's Women's logo yeah and I was like oh we made it <laughs> we are saved <laughs> We are many women called to excellence. That was our um, women's ministry in the church. Yeah. We are many, we are marching and we are getting ready to be marchers in the army of the Lord. Oh my gosh, it was a And so we connected over actually some like stuff from like MTV and we were actually from the same city. Like Fremont was a couple of cities over, not too far, but a couple of cities over from where we actually live. We lived in the same city. She went to like, not a neighboring school, but one of the schools in the same district. And so we're chit-chatting and just so happened that week, that weekend, that Friday we got back or Saturday we got back from the God's Women's Conference. <laughs> this is part of the healing we've had to do. <laughs> I mean, anybody else in the house had to heal from ratchetness or just anyone still working on healing from ratchet? It's a new different level of ratchet when you're 40, 40 plus. <laughs> It's like an old crusty ratchet, so you gotta like <laughs> get the crust off before you can deal with it. Heal for me, right, right, right. So yeah, we went to this dance, and her school was like the school to go to because it was huge. So we were- my high school was initially intended to be a community college, yes, um, but that part of San Jose needed another high school. Yes, uh, shout out to Indo, Indo. Oh, yeah. So it was kind of like the coveted school. It also was a school that was known for their teaching. I don't know if they called them academies back then or like. Oh, yeah. Know. Are within like magnet programs. Magnet. Yeah. That's what we called a magnet program, which I always wanted to be. But it was on the way on the other side of town for me. Anyways, Janae went there. There was a dance that night. When we when we got back from the God's Women Conference. On a Friday so, afternoon, we immediately went to Coco's house to get dressed to go to get dressed to then go to where, the we, where we then picked up my cousin and then Janae, myself, my cousin, 
and my other friend from high school who was going to church with me at the time, we all went to the Indo Mob first dance of the year and killed it. Just saying. <laughs> Killed it. One day we'll have to show pictures. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I will. I have to pull that one out. I have that one for sure. Yeah. All right. So we just kind of connected from there, and a lot of the stuff from there until right now is kind of fuzzy. Or even from then until like how we like really started kicking it like hardcore and like molding into the quartet that we became. Um, is a little fuzzy, and I'm pretty good about remembering a lot of that stuff. But like it just, we just clicked and there was four different dynamic um, personalities and backgrounds that we all came from, but it worked for us. It was different in a way that was easy for us to all to incorporate into. Right. And that's not usually hard for some people. Right. Um, four teenage girls with different personalities, similar personality traits, similar and different, but for us to be as tight as we were and cherry on top. I initially was the only one who went to independence. Everybody else went to YB. YB, Yeah. And one of our friends came to independence. So then it was two of us at independence and two of us at YB. Yeah. And we had other friends, but there was nothing like what we deemed the crew. So when Girls Trip came out and they were the Flossy Posse, we were all over that because we were like the crew, the crew, the crew. I'm sure everybody can relate to your little uh, group's names that you thought were the end all be all back in the day. Except uh, for ours, ours was. <laughs> like when you think you definitely, yours is the, yeah. Mm-hmm. We definitely were legit. So, mm-hmm. um, but to be able to, you know, come together young and dumb. Um, but at that time, I remember that with our other friends, there was always so much drama within their groups or even mm-hmm. friends that were had, you know, one best friend. There was always so much internal drama. And we never really experienced that as mm-hmm. a lot, which is crazy. Um, maybe that's because the Lord was saving it for later. But I was, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, like, was going to say that. That's going to be all good until you hit after 35. Um, <laughs> so... Everyone, because of that, I think we might have been a little bit notorious as well because there were four of us and wherever we went, that's how we traveled. And because we were at two different schools, there was that. If we had a friend at another school, then four of us would be at that school. And so. um, And then we would all mob to church together. Like there's no other way to describe it. We didn't go to church. We mobbed to church. (laughs) Like soon as I got my license. I got my my three girls and one best friend dude, and we would mob to church and show up and show the- and show out, and not for and Jesus. We would just show up. <laughs> listen, listen. While we're on it, can we just hope and pray that the people that had to deal with us have healed from us in high school? <laughs> all the youth workers, all the youth leaders, all the people who weren't even youth leaders, because we basically kind of terrorized everybody. So we did. We did. I pray that they have also dealt with and healed from them. We did not deter anybody from their calling. Okay. We definitely want to make sure that we get this to them too, because maybe they need to hear this apology. Legit. Legit. <laughs> Sorry. A few that I won't name, but we legit, we apologized for being bad because, you know, there's people who are young and dumb. And then there's the groups that are 
obnoxious young and right. dumb, and and that was us. So, but yeah. I'm thankful for those times. Like I'm thankful for that as our foundation because when we look back to experiences and things that have shaped us and people that have helped shape us and loved us through, I don't think a lot of people can say that. Um, I know a lot of people who have not been friends for, you know, and I mean, straight through, like not lost contact in 27 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's not a lot of people who can say that. Uh, And so we are blessed in that regard. And even during this pandemic, I think for me, having found ways to reconnect with you, um, because of course life happens, right? It gets busy. We've had some moments where we've gone weeks without like, oh my God, we haven't talked. We haven't texted other than, hey, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Y'all good? I'm good. Okay, great. Um, because of course the hustle and bustle of life happens, but what I can't appreciate about this time in being still is that you and I have, uh, had some conversations and we have seen some things, okay, on social media that have sparked. Oh, I don't even have my glasses. <laughs> things. This is our thing too, to pull down our glasses. Like, uh, you know, it's going to get good. Um, and some of that, that has come about, especially with our girls, girls being your daughter, my sister, um, is the, you know, potential long lasting trauma that the pandemic is causing. And us recognizing previous traumas, right? And Mm -hmm. those um, have shaped us as women, as sisters, as mothers, as daughters, um, as significant others. And one thing that I know you and I talk about a lot is in our career is the kind of parenting styles that we see um, or try try not to see. I don't have my, wait. Take my glasses off because I don't want to see it. Right. And so we're definitely going to talk about that. There's lots of things we want to talk about. We definitely want to talk about, you know, how being reared has shaped us as women, us in our careers and, and all of those styles. But as we're talking about friendship tonight, I want to ask you, what do you think was one of the most memorable, um, not even like challenging, but a memorable transition that we had to work through? I think the initial one, <laughs> our initial one was when I had to announce that I was pregnant as a sophomore transitioning to a junior summer year, which was really funny because We, Janae and I have had like monumental um, occurrences or events in our, in our journey of friends to sisters um, where, you know, we did, we've met at church and then we went to God's Women's Conference and then we kind of bonded going to the dance. And then you guys, you and your mom introduced me and my mom to Upward Bound. So then I spent the summer on campus which was eye-opening because I didn't think that that was going to be a choice for me. I didn't, and you, you want to go to college, but I never thought like, oh, snap. Yeah. College. I was like, so that was one thing. But during that time I became pregnant and, you know, our quartet and the way that they, like, not just we dealt with it, but how our parents dealt with it. And then interceded the best way, the best, they did the best that they, knew how at that time 
um, to deal with it. Cause I think, I think it's safe to say that out of, not out of just us four, but like out of all of the teenagers in our um, generation, especially at the church and, and, you know, in our school and stuff, no one would have picked me out of the lineup to say I would have got pregnant. <laughs> but because of, I think, and we mentioned church a lot because church yeah. has shaped us and also yeah. church has caused some trauma, right? And growing up black in a church, y'all know, right. you know, we can have right. to get into that at this moment. But because your mom was such a prominent figure in the church, mm-hmm. right? And my mom was such the woman that needed to be prayed for, for the prominent figure. <laughs> Talk about that dynamic. When it happened, it was almost like for everybody else, oh, that's unfortunate. But it was Coca, Karen's daughter, right? And so then it was an associative mm-hmm. blanket right, for the other three of us. Right. right? It became this, oh, yeah, contagious. Right, right. Yeah. And so that was a huge transition. And not to mention somehow how the news got fouled up (laughs) so we also were young and dumb in panic mode so nicole decided she was going to take this pregnancy test okay i'm sure y'all have been there some of y'all but they were going to have the results called to my house because they can't call my house yeah couldn't call her house of course your mom's at work all day anyway we decided to have them call my house because my mom's at work all day but yeah I was 15. 16, right. We don't know anything. <laughs> so then they call and the woman says, yes, we just wanted to let you know that um, Nicole, it's a positive test. And, you know, me, I'm like, what? So what do you mean? What is positive? Right. And we did have these kind of phones then. Okay. What year was that? <laughs> With the 95, yeah, we had these and I'm now twirling my cord. Well, what? Yeah. <laughs> okay, but do you know? And I'm instantly crying. Do you know how far along she is? And the lady, either I was already tripping or the lady misspoke because she definitely, do you remember this? She definitely said about six months along. And I was like, what? So now I'm like, oh my God, she doesn't have a baby. She doesn't have a belly. Something's wrong with this baby. Oh my God. We it's it's DEFCON 5. So yeah, that was as a 15-year-old. Yeah. 15. Mm-hmm. I 95. 16. 16. Uh, yeah, you were 16. I was yeah. 15. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Because we found out in Ju- was it in July? End of June. No, no, no. Right. It was, I think you just it turned was 16. Because I, I was, it was the end of June, end of July, I mean. Okay, then yeah. It happened in June. (laughs) And then I got the results end of July, I think. So I just turned 15. Because otherwise I would have been 17. No, you were 16. I was 16. Yeah. I was 16 when I got pregnant, had him at 17. So you were you had just turned 16 in July. That's neither here nor there. The point Mm -hmm. point being is I was pregnant. And it was a brain and to receive <laughs> that information was like what so immediately yeah. I don't know if you came over or I called I was there when they, when they called when they I called I was there when they called and what I remember was you were so calm and collected and <laughs> I was this about me. You were like 
you were twirling the cord, but you was like, okay, so explain to me <laughs> is that this came to be that you're saying six months and she has no belly. And mind you, back then I was kind of skinny. You were definitely skinny. She has not a near one belly. <laughs> she don't even have a bulge from the burgers we just ate from lunch. So <laughs> the hydrox we just stole out of the right. cabinet. Out of, right. Uh, mom, sorry, don't kill us. We know how you feel about this. This is three, three each. We're good. We're up. We pay you back. <laughs> but yeah, you were so calm. And I was just like, what am I gonna do? Right. Like, so and to this day, in emergencies, people hate that response because I'm always like that. Yeah. She's just like, no, 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 we're good. So you, the house is on fire. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to stop, drop, and roll. Crawl <laughs> out. I was like, <laughs> that's what I do. That's me. Today's <laughs> like, here's a plan. Stop. Right. Number one, stop. Number two, drop. Roll. Roll. Okay. <laughs> I get a roll? What? I want to roll. Roll. That's not what we said. Now you're burned. <laughs> yes. So taking that information. Okay. And just so everyone knows it was six weeks. She was six weeks, not six, six weeks. weeks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was absolutely, I totally concur. And the reason why it was so prominent, of course, because we were young. Okay. Not that teenage pregnancy was a whole foreign concept. I'm a daughter of a teenage mother, but for it to be us. Right. Um, to being reared in the church, being reared in the church, the guilt, right. That comes with that. And again, her mother was a very prominent woman in this church. She dang near put together the whole women's Bible study and their whole vision was about raising up, you know, women to be, um, warriors. Integrity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, not only that, but we grew up in the era where there was no discussion about things. There was no explanation of what could happen when this X, Y, and Z per takes place. So it was mm -hmm. just like, no, don't do it. You're going to go to hell. Like, and not even a discussion. No, don't there do it. Go to hell. Repent anyway. Yeah. Repent if you're thinking about doing it. Repent. Right. And so as we know now, that's not any way to inform children, but that's neither here nor there. Right. And that was point. kind of the thing, too, that we talked about was like, there's no discussion of um sexual education in the church because it was always just don't do it because the bible says this which and because i kill you and and i'll kill you and god will be displeased and then that's it that's all but then when you are 15 14 15 16 and you're trying to figure out who you are what what your place is in society trying to you know find love looking for love in all the wrong places um there was still no discussion there's still no plan if you do decide to do this, which you shouldn't because we were taught it was a sin. This is what you can do in order to prevent this from happening. <laughs> like, or this is what you will feel when that boy yes. slips on your lips. Yes, like, yes. It's inevitable, right? Yes. Never none of that. And so um, speaking of the dynamics of relationships, because I was the, I am a daughter of a teenage mom or was the daughter of a teenage mom. When Coco got pregnant, what made this even more memorable and sustaining on my mind, heart and spirit <laughs> is that that's uh, the rest of the summer when Coco disclosed that she was having a baby. Um, I got grounded. <laughs> I got grounded for like two months, guilty by association. And so 
even though that that being a prominent transition in our relationship, what I do remember is that it was the first ride or die moment that we truly had, right? Mm-hmm. It was the really true foundational rock of this is what it we later would know means to be friendship, right? Yes. Yeah. By somebody to have their back. Um, yeah. Because no matter what, no matter what, right. From getting the phone call to the announcement to y'all had to come. I'll be out in a minute. Y'all had to come. um, Give me from the window, little hellos when I was. Yeah. My brother's room to the window that was at the parking lot. Cause I was grounded for so long. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, of course I appreciated that because those are valuable moments. You know, you don't know the now and you're like, Whoa, we got over it. The announcement's out. All right, let's plan for the baby. Um, right. First nephew ever. And so Thank you, I agree. I agree. Um, and for that, I don't know that it was a healing between us needed to take place mm. because we basically dealt with it. I mean, Johnny was coming, we got up, we took, right. Once he got here, it was all, it was eight hands on deck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it didn't even, like it didn't even matter. He was here. Only thing we shifted to do was bringing the stroller to the mall. So right. <laughs> is the car seat in there? Okay. Yeah. We good. All right. Go, um, go. So for us, I know there was healing that needed to take place in terms of our familial relationships. And we'll, mm. we'll talk about that. We talked about the journey you and your mom went on. And how that further affected me and my mom's relationship in terms of she was so hell-bent on me not making the decisions that she made when she was a teenager that she completely had me on lockdown. I was completely like, this is what won't happen and you won't do this. The irony being I wasn't even into any of that stuff. Like, I wasn't even, I wasn't even trying to... I'm the only one not having sex at that time. Like, Ew, that's nasty. Get away from it. I was right. like, give me some more. Bring it over here. Right, right, right. You ain't gonna eat yours. I eat it. <laughs> it's good. Um, so another prominent in early adulthood, another, well, not even early adulthood, late teenagehood. So <laughs> another transition that I remember us having that we actually did have to deal with was when I went, when I left for college. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not even like I went to Timbuktu. <laughs> I didn't go to England. I did, but I did. Yes, you did. Um, it was really far. Go from Northern California to Southern California. And looking back in all the excitement of going, I never thought about, because this came up between me and my brother as well. Hmm. Felt some type of way about it. I never thought about departing from everyone and you mm-hmm. know I was hell-bent on getting away from Sudana Sudana I love you today yay <laughs> um but I was focused on I gotta get out this lady's house this lady's crazy no is she crazy she don't really want to be my mama that's how I felt in the past um and so the first time you came to visit me my freshman year what happened so what happened was <laughs> oh excuse, hold on just a moment <laughs> Uh-huh. What, what happened was, uh-huh. Uh-huh. so it was exciting knowing that you were going away to college. I don't think that we realized how much impact that would would be on our dynamics. 
on our, on our friendship dy- dynamic. So we, we were big and bad. We drove down to Southern California to visit Janae because that's our girl. We're going we grown now. We can drive five hours. It wasn't five. It was more like six, seven. But we made it in five. <laughs> I made it do it. And um, we got down there. I think that it's important to mention this. I'm very possessive. I don't really like to share, especially my in my relationships. It's kind of hard. Friendship relationships, intimate relationships. Um, so before we went down to visit you in Southern California, when you went to school, there was a lot of talk of these new people you're meeting. And oh my God, my roommate, my friend, jealous. <laughs> Get down there and I'm dealing with that but also excited that my best friend is in college and we drove down here and we're, we're grown. We're staying in a hotel and we're all here. Not just me and her, the other two of our quartet and our brother, our, you know, church-based brothers who, you know, are our best friends rolled down with us and it just bubbled out of me. You left. You left. And so one of the friends that I had made my dude, my ninja to this day. Shout out to Ambrose. Um, I had pumped y'all for like months because I went down early to do summer bridge. So I went right. down July, end of June, right. July. I had pumped, wait till you meet the crew and my brothers and ooh, we get live and I had pumped when raise a roof was a thing I had raised the roof to the <laughs> absolute pinnacle point about my best friends and so he brought me to the hotel you guys were staying at so we could kick it right do our thing and Coco went off okay a w f off <laughs> I think this is another perception thing, like with the journal. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, it's a journal. But what you heard was, oh, it's a journal. No, what I heard was, and you left and you wasn't thinking about nobody and you got all these new friends. I heard that because that's what you said. <laughs> I will call him. I will call Ambrose. I'm not, I'm not even going to contest that because that's exactly what happened. Told you, and he was, and, and, and Mr. Mr. I didn't know him as Ambrose. I knew Miss Henner. Yeah. He, he was like, yo, you know, this, it's all good. You, you know, you can't be mad at your girl for, you know, going away and bettering herself. I was like, who is you? You don't even know me, sir. You ain't been there. You wasn't there when I got the phone call. Who is you? Was so bad. It was so, it was so bad. bad. And I'm so embarrassed right now. Oh my god. It, oh, it was <laughs> it's okay. So I have to run through. It was <laughs> devastating for me. Because in four years, we had never had a fight. We had never had a fight. We had never really had any major disagreement other than, I don't want that cereal. Oh, you're getting that nail color? Like, legit. So I didn't even know. Again, Coco? 
I didn't even know how to respond. And so we just left. And I, what I distinctly also remember is in the car, Hen said, so those are your best friends? Them your peoples? <laughs> That's how baby, but I, I was like, uh. Be a little hyphy. Be a little hyphy. Your finger. <laughs> and then, so when you left with Hen, everybody else in the room was quiet. I'm saying what everybody was thinking. No one to say it. They was like, ooh, Coco, she tripping. <laughs> what? I thought we was all here together. We're not here. We're not on the same page. What, what, what page you on? Because I thought we was on page Janae's gone. No, that's not okay. Okay. Now y'all want to act brand new. They were on the, we're going to visit her because we miss her page. And I was like, me too. But she done left me. It was bad. Yeah. So... That was definitely hard. Um, and I think we just ended up having a conversation. Like talk, yeah. Yeah. We did talk about it. Mm-hmm. About, you know, and I recognize I didn't even realize, you know, and then for us, because I'm a result focused person. Okay. So listen, this is what we're going to do. We're just going to plan hell <laughs> while I'm here. Like for real. And we did. And we was we did. in the South Bay. We was in SoCal. Almost every break. So we would like quarterly, if not more. Yeah. We was up and down there like right. we were making adult money <laughs> and adult decisions. <laughs> like you didn't have my nephew. Mom. How old was my nephew? Two, three? Wait, not not mom. Can I not mom? Can I go to Southern California? Mom, can you watch Jonathan so I can go to Southern California? For the step show, please. For the step show priorities. It's college life. Right. I, I'm still in college, right? I'm still got to live my life. <laughs> still got to live my life. Yeah, get my um, life. Yeah. And so, thank yeah. goodness, we were at a space where that didn't fester. That didn't, because, you know, people have a blowing up and they don't speak for yeah. days, weeks, months, years. Even then, even if they do speak, it's still a wound that's still tender. Right. Like, not, like, we can laugh about it because we put we tended to the wound not way later so it didn't like infect we tended to the wound put neosporin on it cared for it and then the result was let's make a plan what's the what's the what's the plan of action the plan of care for this and I think there's been other situations where the wound didn't heal properly and it's it left not just a scar but like some tenderness still there mm-hmm. um, but that was one, and it was a major one because it was so, it was in the beginning of our relationship. It was in our, we were getting ready to go into adulthood. And it was, it was a um, transition of life, which we hadn't really gone through except for, you know, having a teen baby, you know, right. a teen baby popped out of me. Right. Teen mom. Shout out to Mama Kazi because she made that transition seamless. Like for us to just be like, okay, Johnny's here. Let's put him in the car and go to the mall. What? What? Coco yeah. had a whole ass baby. He's a whole. A ass whole baby. What's my food? Well, ha- he was a he was three fourths of baby. Well, he, he came a little early, so he was a little bit undercooked. We don't like him around here, but we love Johnny. Um, but you're right. That was because yeah. not even with him, other than finding out about his conception, right? That transition was smooth, but this one was. And what I will give us credit for, because even then not knowing it, is that I feel like 
our communication style is similar. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like that was kind of like the seedlings of how our communication was developing. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to have a conversation because, you know, even within the quad, aside from talking to your mama, mom, mama, our siblings, even in the quad, our communication styles are different, Mm -hmm. which affect your relationships, right? And so to be able to come to the table as two-year-old, basically, two grown year olds Mm -hmm. in college and say, okay, well, look, this ain't no thing because I'm going to be up there and you're going to be down here. And so really, the longest we went, the first four years of college, because it took me a little longer, four years of college was like a quarter maybe without seeing each other. So. And all my family was still in the Bay Area. So why wouldn't, you know, why wouldn't I be for holidays and stuff? Um, That was a deep one. Yeah. That was, that was. Okay. What would you say was one that was like maybe mid-adulthood if you have one? And I have one if you want to think on it, because. Yeah, go. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me one of yours. So and this is probably more me than you. But one of the hard transitions for us, what for for me was. The period. Where we did get in rhythm. um, But then when you got pregnant with with jazz. Mm. There was a period of time. That in the scheme of things wasn't long, but it was long. And when you got married mm-hmm. and all of that, all of that, mm-hmm. that I was out of touch with because mm-hmm. on surface it was, I didn't get, I wasn't at your wedding. Right. I wasn't. No one was. Wait, no one was. <laughs> oh, some folks was there. Some of folks was there. You're right. Well, I'm, I'll speak on it. Yeah. Okay. I'll speak. So I wasn't at your wedding. Um, I missed Jazzy's birth. Um, and then all the things that were going on with you at that time, finding out later. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I carried a lot of guilt because I was essentially living my life. I had gotten my first little boot thing that I thought was something, which of course at 40 plus wasn't nothing. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, my best friends I had met in college now had both had kids. And so I had now taken my auntie show on the road. <laughs> I am now Titi Nene in Southern California, Auntie Nene in Southern California. And I know that you went through a lot. And I know that it was remiss of me. That's how I felt. It was remiss of me to not tap in even more. And as a result, I wasn't there in support until the tail end, if that makes sense. That makes sense. And so that was kind of an internal dealing for me. Mm -hmm. And I swear I never do it again. And I have not. (laughs) And I swear I would never be out of like out of sync. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there was a period that we didn't talk as much. And then when we did, it was very surface. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We had a surface relationship, but because life was happening for the yeah. first time in, you know, yeah, into our mid twenties, early twenties. That's interesting. You said that because I didn't even. At first of all, I didn't know you felt that way. Second of all, I felt like that 
transition that time was um very it was a very dark place for me a very dark place and I didn't realize that until um after I was already in the the cave of the darkness um and I didn't to this day I don't see that what transpired was anybody's fault for lack of not being there or not seeing or inner you know coming to my rescue or whatever it was just it was a whirlwind of circumstances and situations that happened. And I was so blind to what I was in and what I was dealing with that I didn't even think to look out or to reach out or to connect with anybody because literally I was just trying to survive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Literally I was just trying to survive. So, um, that whole period because it was we got married and then jazzy was conceived Mm -hmm. like a month later and a lot of people think we got married because of jazz jazz wasn't even right right i knew that yeah yeah so so parental and church influence per usual right (laughs) church didn't matter us made some decisions boy Woo! so i got pregnant out of wedlock (laughs) then i got pregnant in wedlock like barely (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> here i am <laughs> there you go there's my redemption boom right booyah booyah kaya booyah the skinny paps i was and even oh my gosh it's so crazy we got married oh all of that now yeah you know what i yeah. mean like i yeah the ins and outs of that and even the conclusion of that whole thing yeah just in terms of the dynamics of our friendship and yeah. our transitions, that was one that, again, you know, when we talk about the strength of our friendship and mm-hmm. the value of our friendship, um, you know, that movie I like, what's it called? First Night or Night's Tale. And he says, you have been weighed and found to be wanting. Yeah. I was found. I felt that I was found to be wanting. In that one. But let me tell you how God works, because there was a parallel situation going on with my new friend. Mm -hmm. And listen, I can only cut two niggas at one time. I can only cut one nigga at a time. I can't (laughs) cut, especially if they're 398 miles away, right? So when God showed me that in hindsight, I said, okay. Okay, I can accept that because, you know, we don't play. Yeah, we don't. mm -mm. So if anything is amiss. It will no longer be amiss. If there is a problem. Right. We are the problem solvers. No, we'll solve it. Check out my feet. Like Brother Malcolm said, and by any means necessary. So, um, you know, that was more of a, a personal one for me that I, again, needed to deal with. And also, you know, in challenging myself and making sure that I'm always the friend that I claim to be. Um, Mm -hmm. Life gets busy and we say that, but I also believe that life should never get so busy that you don't know what's going on with someone who you say you love. Right. 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 We get into the relationships of significant others. Okay. Right. Say what you mean. Um, I think, so that's a good point that you brought up. There was a parallel situation happening in SoCal with one of your good friends. 
and you were you were able to be there for her, which is that's how God works. In the meantime, and this I feel like this is how our quartet works is like we have seasons where it's all four of us down. And then we have seasons where we've had seasons where it's been you and I rocking hard and we've been most consistent. But there's been times where it was you and number two rocking hard or you and number three kind of rocking hard. We know that that one's a little, that one, that dynamic is a little. It's, we're always going to be sisters, but sometimes. <laughs> Just like it's with yeah. sisters, sometimes you want to. Yeah. Sister, right? Yeah. So at that time, I'm in appointment and seeing you guys walking down the street by your house. And I was like. So I think the timing, right? Because mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to hang out with anybody. But as I was coming out of being grounded, yes. Yes. right? And you yeah. were dealing and setting up shop to have. Yeah. Them. Yes, there was yeah. there was some. um there was some other time spent. And and let me also say this. I really appreciate the time pre-high school, but mm-hmm. that's a whole lifetime ago, right? Yeah. And we didn't know nothing. Right, right. So when we think, when I think about the dynamics of friendship now, there have been things that have been dealt with and that we have worked to heal from that not everybody in our circle has. Right. And so yes. it shifts the dynamic of the relationship. Yes. Absolutely. So yeah. to be down for flat is a lot more challenging when mm-hmm. I am. Tires are pumped up. Hello. So you just, you riding like this. Right. <laughs> right. We got, we in a snoop the deal. Yeah. The switch don't go back down though. Right. So in that regard, the dynamics have to be that we're either supporting each, each other in healing so that mm-hmm. we continue to grow. Like friendships mm-hmm. take work, just like yeah. working on career relationships and working yeah. on relationships with significant others and working on relationships with our parents. In order to continuously evolve, right, we have to deal with all of that mess because right. it happens right. if you just become a remember when relationship. Right, right, right. And at 40 plus. We don't have time. Yeah. It's, 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 not a, it's for it's, every now and again, but like when it comes to the actual relationship, relational ship of the, of the, the connection that you have, the remember when thing isn't enough anymore, especially at 40 plus. So for me, and I think it's not like, not necessarily positions. I just, I don't know exactly how to, to like phrase it, but like for me, I've always had a I've always had a period where I've been not estranged, but estranged from one or two at a time. Mm-hmm. I think as a collective, as our quartet, we've had times where we've been estranged from one or two of the others. You know what I'm saying? Depending upon who it is. And I feel like the good thing about our friendship, our quartet, is one that we were grounded in the word. Two, we started off, there was a foundation. And so even though we grow and we sometimes we get, we outgrow that sin and maybe they haven't or you haven't or I haven't, doesn't mean that you forfeit that that friendship, that relationship. Mm-hmm. 
just means that how you get down in that relationship may be different. I think you can't ever stop being sisters as much as some, some people may try. I mean, I, I tried to choke my sister one time to death because I was sick of her. It didn't happen because the Lord was like, that's your sister. You can't get rid of her. So there's been times where we've been estranged, but there's always been a recoup and a, a time of discussion like, whoa, what happened? And as I've gotten older, please tell me about me because I don't want to be the same person. I don't want to be in the same position in my journey that I was before. I don't want to be the same person I was at 32 at 42 because that means I'm not growing. And growth is going to be uncomfortable. But then once you come out of that growth period, it's it's beautiful, mm-hmm. frightening. And so when you were there for your friend in SoCal to go through that horrible situation, I had one of the others. Mm-hmm. And, and the dynamics and the the uh, our connection is centered, but the connection that you and I have is different than the connection that I have with three or four. Oh, so absolutely. The, absolutely. But then when we come together, we he he ha ha remember when and it almost feels typically and usually it's only 75% we picked up right where we left off so this is where this is this is why we have the podcast right yes. this is where you and i disagree this mm-hmm. is where i think for probably the last year betterment of the last year mm-hmm. the value of my friendships are evident mm-hmm. And, you know, my personality has always been, I got it. I'm going to handle it. Sometimes I didn't have a choice. Most times I didn't mm-hmm. have a choice. And then it became a thing. Like, just Janae will handle it. She's got it. Olivia Pope of the situation. Minus right. the marital affair. Um, so the friendships that I value the most are active friendships. Mm-hmm. Right? Are active friendships that we have conversations, right, about life, about what's going on, about, and trust me, it's not a whole podcast. It's not a whole in-depth two-hour conversation. But there is a touching base and there is a check-in. Right. The other side of that is the unconditional love of friendship, right? Mm -hmm. There are some personality traits I have had all my life Mm -hmm. because it's part of who I am. Right, DNA. DNA, right? Yeah. So I'm at a stage where I don't feel like we pick up right where we left off because Mm. I can't remember where we last left off and Mm. it was a a resonating interaction Mm. or was it a surface interaction? Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so because we didn't even talk about this, because you have been the center of the quad, Meaning um, everyone has had some kind of connection to Coco. You know, your cousin, Mm -hmm. the other one, me, I came along. I was the last one to join the group. And with your mom, because she was Mm -hmm. always shuttling us to church. So I do think that, you know, with your cousin, you guys have been around each other your whole lives. So I do Mm -hmm. think those dynamics are different and they should be different. Mm -hmm. Where the struggle comes is that, I don't think I hold value for the quad as much as I used to because Mm -hmm. the experiences have had opportunities to be there and they're not. Mm -hmm. 
because going back to everyone deals and heals in their own time, Mm -hmm. right? Everyone. And God continuously places people in my path (laughs) that have to deal and heal in some way, shape or form. Right. And if you don't, then what? Then what? Yeah. I can't, I'm not going to stunt. Right. My growth to continue to come back to this place with you. Right. Right. Then that hurts me. Yeah. And it triggers me. Right. Mm -hmm. All of us suffer from depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you want to stay here, I am going to respect you and let you stay here, mm-hmm. but I can't stay there with you. Right. right. I gotta go. two of us. And then I'm gonna call the other one and then there's going to be three of us. And then now I'm going to call the fourth one. And then you just got four women that ain't good for shit. Okay. And so I think that what we're realizing now is that's perfectly acceptable. It's perfectly right. acceptable for you to have a dynamic with everyone. Mm-hmm. Right. And for me to have a dynamic with just you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it may be first season or it's not where I know that you struggle is that loyalty, both of us loyal to a fault, mm-hmm. right? And believe in four flat. And I've just come to a place where it might not be that ever again. I mean, just right. jump in, jump out, right? It just might not be that. And at 40 plus, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because I know what I need, especially in these last two years, having been with the seniors. Yeah. I know who is called to check in, right? Right. And the other side of that is because Nene is a strong one, Nene's always got it handled. I ain't had she got it handled this year. And I can count on one hand the number of people who have checked on me. Right. And that makes a difference. Yeah. It makes a huge difference, right? 40-year-old birthday party. Let's not talk about the year we all turned 40. Moving on, moving on. I don't have my. It's the side one too. You have to just do the side thing, Nay. <laughs> Not the pin lick. Not the pin lick. <laughs> okay, so you know, if you don't deal, you can't heal. You can't heal, and if you can't heal, then it affects the dynamics of your friends. Testers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. It just can't. It's unavoidable. I think you brought up a good point. And like I said, I don't I don't want to put like ranks on the quartet, but I do have a a connection where it was just a one-on-one connection with all of you mm-hmm. prior to us all coming together. And I think that's what it is. Um is like, you know, me and the cousin, we were playing in sandbox together from day one. Mm-hmm. And then and there's number really two. Ties there, right? That's yeah. really a cousin. Right, right. And then number two, we got tight in high school and it was just her and I, like she was my bestie from when I first started high school. Mm-hmm. And then you came in with the fancy journal and the pen and just you and I, because they didn't come to the mom and me, remember? It was just right. us. Right. And so then it was just you and I, mm-hmm. we all came together. But when everything dispersed, it was, I could still talk to this one. I could still, I saw the connection this one. I saw, cause I started off with having a connection with each one of you guys. It started off. That way. Right. Yeah. 
So as opposed to coming in and then breaking off and having a, you know, a connection with each right. one of you. And so number two, I'll call it number two. Number two usually says, oh, you're the glue. I'm at this point after what you said, I don't, it's not even glue. It's just the relationship that I've had individually with all of you. And then as a collective unit mm-hmm. is what key, is, I guess it's like faith. It's I like have your relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and I still have faith in the, of our, of our quartet because I've seen each one of you guys individually. Um, and it was just such a good time. I just so want to, I don't want to let. This. And, and so let me ask you this. Even in the troubles. Having, it, having individual relationships with each of us. Mm-hmm. And we've had seasons where we've done duos, right? Yeah, right, right. Today, right now, on January 3rd, 2021. What similarities in our life choices and our and our thought processes are still matched to formulate valuable friendships or to restart valuable friendships my opinion is is that now i feel like life especially for me is a journey and i didn't never saw like like i never like put it in my mind like your life is a collection of interactions, relationships, situations, circumstances, and it's either going to play out positive or negative based on the choices you make, consequences, results, X, Y, Z. There have been times when I've been stuck in the quicksand at the position where maybe number two is at and like with with my marriage and and all that stuff, I was in the trenches Mm -hmm. and no fault to any of the, any of the crew members for not being able to, because I didn't know I was there. Mm -hmm. I was treading water and I wasn't, I was literally stuck in, in quicksand. So like, I can, I can sympathize with people who are not in step or in tune with where I am in my journey. Um, but I can also value the push and the climb of the ones who encourage me to get out, who like, Hey, not here's a rope. Get that branch, Coco, because you, you're strong enough to do it. Who slapped me in the face with the palm leaf and said, reach for the damn branch and get yourself out. And I'm going to be over here praying for you. And then we can we can move on to, together. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no, been- I'm confused. No. Okay. Because so like what I'm trying, what I'm asking is not in relation to you. I'm talking about in relation of two and three, two and four, three and four. And so I think, so yes, so I feel like there's some similarities and um, compatible mind frames that I have with two and three, but they're still at the beginning stages where because I've had you, we I've pushed through and I'm no longer at the beginning stage. So I'm talking about you out of the equation. Like I'm talking okay. about because you have individual relationships, mm-hmm. you have to do names at some point. Yeah, you yeah. have individual relationships with Stella mm-hmm. and the other one. Yeah. <laughs> what about me and Stella right mm-hmm. now? Say mm-hmm. 
that we could reignite our friendship. What about Stella and Stacy? <laughs> yeah. Right. Say that their friendship could be, could continue, restart, breathe life back into it. I think from what I gather from them is that their hope and faith in the crew is what would push them forward, is what is what what could be the connector to get them back into um, having that relation, that active relationship with each other. Does that make sense? And so this is me speculating. Just of course, of course. So with yeah. that hope, who has taken the initiation to get that done? No one. Real quick, <laughs> real quick answer. No one. No one. No and one. I really think it's because, like, I keep going back to this. We are on different, different parts of our journey. Our, and it's not, sometimes it matches up and sometimes it doesn't. So I think you and I talked about this. Me and you, were single. And ready to mingle. <laughs> Shout out to anybody else who's single. Got an uncle, a cousin, a brother. I don't know. Holla. Um, <laughs> shameless plug. Uh, the other two, they're married. And um, they've been married. They've been married they, half our friendship. Yeah. Right. And so, and so and I was married, but I've never had a marriage. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And so... That's something where we, I, we don't have that connection. We don't have that similarity. Um, you and I have, we're the fixers. We're the Olivia Popes. You're Olivia and I'm the redhead girl. I forgot her name. Or the other one with the brown hair. <laughs> You're a fixer. Got it. Yeah. 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 So that's what we do. Uh-huh. We, there, there may be a, a down point, but then there's a point of, okay, this is, this got to go. We got, we got shit to do. I don't have time to wallow here anymore. And then we move. We're result oriented. We're, we're, pro- we're progress oriented. Yeah. So that's where you and I are so similar, which I feel like fuels our relationships, but also fuels us as a person. You iron sharpen iron for me. Mm-hmm. And so you, you motivate me even when I don't want to be motivated. I'm like, okay, get up and take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be calling me. I better put my hair in a ponytail <laughs> kind of thing. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just saying. So you know, it's, 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 it's stuff like that. Um, and I kind of feel like that's been our history is there's times where they're not, we, me and number two, me and uh, Sheila, Shelby. Yeah. yeah. Fell out hardcore because I feel like she did my mom wrong. Yeah. Hardcore fell out. Yeah. Me yeah. and number three fell hardcore because X, Y, and Z. We just call it X, Y, and Z. Yeah. 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 And, it, and it's been multiple times. Yeah. We were down since the, since the sandbox. But those are active. Those are active components of friendship. So I guess right. in summary, there's been so much inactivity. Because even yes. if I make a mistake in our friendship, right. it's an active friendship. Right, right. right? And right. whether it's a misstep, whether it's a scandal, whether it's <laughs> making sure you're good, 
it's an active friendship. And right. so something that has been, you know how when you don't log into your email, I don't know if you've ever had an email, but they'll be like 60 days, 90 days, 180 days in activity. We finna close this thing. That's kind of how I feel. <laughs> I kind of feel like I'm supposed to be in there sending emails or at least checking this junk. Do I need it? No, I don't. Okay. But I logged in right. to see where I am, even if it's to put out, empty the junk, empty the junk folder. Right. Damn. Right. But when there's inactivity, well, that's a word. When there's inactivity, we can go ahead and cancel this thing. Right. Right. Because right. we're not 25. We're not. Right. 29. We're not 35. And mm-hmm. this year, especially people have died left and right, right? We have been stripped of our ability to connect and go see. Mm-hmm. And for me, that increases values of my friendships, mm-hmm. that increases mm-hmm. values of my family. And so any friendship, any relationship we know, you have to work at. But I'm not going to be the only one working. And your, I don't want to say inability, but your lack of activity, lack of activity, your Mm -hmm. inactivity says a lot to me about Mm -hmm. our friendship. And I'm going to tell you why. They've been married half our freaking friendship. I mean, they're going on what, 14, 15 years? Yeah. And I have other friends. I, I have a friend, Amber, shout out to Ambezi, you know, Amber, who has been married 14 years, I think, 13, 14. Aside from you, she is the only person who always polos, texts, something, hey friend, it's rough out here. You good? You good? You not good? Call me. Regardless of what's going on. And I value that so much because you yeah. have to, just like you have to take time to self-care, take time to mm-hmm. take care of your grandparents, take time to take care of your parents. You have to take care of your friendships. Right, right. If they're of value to you. Right. Right. We put energy into things that we value. And so right. um, for me, the season is, it was phenomenal and mm-hmm. it was great. And especially because let's not mention, we have not, not reached out, especially right. the last three months. There hasn't right. been a, a there has not been any effort, lack of effort. Right. And it's just not um, something that is active, if that yeah. makes sense. And so, and it's another transition, right? And I yeah. mean that um, we are going to possibly deal with, heal with in our own factor, our own, yeah. our own way. And it, and it, the result could either be deal with, heal, deal with it, heal with it. And then it's the final season. Or it could be deal with the hill with it. We got we, they already they went ahead and go ahead and signed us up for another another season. We on season twenty eight, <laughs> and we still together or not? And and we have to be okay with that. I would I would have to learn to be okay with that. And I think for me, because like I said, I have those individual. Right. It's just when I wake up in the morning, I see pictures of my kids and my mom. No, my mom's not up here. And my four besties. You better put my ma- mama Kazi up there. Well, what happened was, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so that, and it, and it could be just, you know, time and space. It was a time and space. It was something that we needed for a season. Even if that season was long, 
it may be, there's, there's times where those seasons are done. Right. And not in a negative way. Like I, we've had this conversation because we are single too. Mm -hmm. We also have to respect that the way you and I get down ain't how wife my can get down. Right. And so, and even in our walks of faith, (laughs) yeah, maybe I'm a hindrance to you. And I accept that fully. Right. Right. right? right. And I expect that because if you need to distance yourself from me, because my get down is not, um, esteeming your Mm -hmm. life. Right. By all means, do your thing. Because I love you enough to say that. I love you enough yeah. to accept that. Right. 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 And we right. talked about that dynamic being a little bit different because I think with one of our friends, that's been a struggle. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to pour all. Of, I would imagine you have to pour all of your energy into being a wife and a mother. And so, right. some of the stuff we want to talk about ain't for your married ears, <laughs> and we don't want to cause your brother to stumble, your sister to stumble. So yes, we'll talk later. Um, next time I deal with it. Um, so we have one more point. Okay, okay, okay. So the last transitional phase I have is introduction of new friends. <laughs> I might have to go for a drink for this one. So, woo! We already touched on it a little bit. A little bit. We did. We're going to bring it full circle. We're going to bring it full circle because there have been introductions of new friends at different phases of our lives in adulthood, right? Like new friends, like what? <laughs> new Who is you? Who are you? <laughs> Except for my response is always the same. At, at 14, at 18, 22, 38, and 42. Who is this? <laughs> Oh, this your friend? Oh, friend. Oh, okay. Anyway, right. I'm going to talk to Grammy and Pops because that's <laughs> my problem. Miss <laughs> Kelly, because I know her government name. Right. Hello. Hello. You wasn't there when her name was her other name. So <laughs> I think it hasn't been a struggle for me in terms of having new friends and introducing new friends but after that initial (laughs) move to college I struggled with merging my friends Mm -hmm. because I was always like Coco go act a monkey (laughs) and there was always a disclaimer for the new person coming in like listen (laughs) she means well give her some time she always comes around you might get cussed out once or twice. I mean, that ain't no big thing before y'all tight. But once she realized I'm a great judge of character, my friends, she'll realize y'all are, are cool people. <laughs> so. Okay. I low-key am super hyped about myself, but also very embarrassed and ashamed. That <laughs> <laughs> I have to have a disclaimer. I'm a, like, I just claim that shit, but also, ooh, Nicole, you need to grow. <laughs> and you, you have, to- and you have, you have tremendously. I, I, and I was gonna say that I did. I've been doing pretty the last. Mm, I'm gonna say six years. Mm-hmm. Mm, before that, not so much. <laughs> it's a whopper, right? But that's because, yeah. right? You recognize. You were like, I need to deal with this. This is a problem. 
right? And there's, there's still some of your some of your friends that I got introduced to. I still don't care for, right? Right. And, and I'm sure that's the same for mine. And that's the thing. I like most of your friends. <laughs> your peeps are pretty. There's one that you're not you so might have to remind of. me. Oh wait, now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to walk that back because we did have a recent incident. I'm going to walk that back. Yeah, one of your friends I cannot get down with. Um, Because she showed her ass. But that's neither here nor there. Um, So the introduction of new relationships bring up feelings of jealousy, right? Mm -hmm. Feeling threatened, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of like a missing out because Mm -hmm. now you're having these experiences with this other person. So there was my freshman college roommate who also did summer summer bridge with me. Come but on. I did a summer bridge first. I was first. You did upward bound first. Same church, different pew. It's the same <laughs> and learn stuff together first. For six weeks in the dorms and going to college classes. Me and you first. Got it, got it. <laughs> There's nothing like the first. Okay, sorry. Oh my God. I'm 42 and I'm so fucking petty when it comes to that. Wait, we agreed that petty was a little bit healthy, okay? Right. We're going to go ahead and stop fighting the, the petty. Okay. A little. Okay. Okay, we've earned that. We've earned it. Okay, bet, 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 bet. So my freshman college roommate, who is my bestie, mm-hmm. right? I'm godmother to her children. Mm-hmm. You guys didn't even really, you guys met because she was my freshman co- freshman mm-hmm. roommate. Um, but sophomore year, I moved off campus. She stayed on campus. Mm-hmm. I started hanging out with the other college friend and brought them home for Christmas, right? And that was, that was a problem. <laughs> and that was a problem because there was never quite, <laughs> it didn't quite, it moved from disdain to just the not fuck? to cordial, but it didn't really go past cordial. And the woo-ha-ha in all of this for me is that the similarities of you guys are there, right? The similarities of you guys are there. And all of those relationships are balanced. Just like you were saying, all of those relationships are balanced with me. And you guys require the same thing for me. Similar mm-hmm. things for mm-hmm. me in the dynamics of those relationships. But the transition to get help me. <laughs> to get you to be open to another wonderful Black woman who can enhance our life is, is, is work. It was work. It was work. Yeah. It was work. Right. It was, yeah. It, yes. Yes. Cause wait, so I was just thinking when you said my bestie and I was like, back in the day, I was like, uh-uh, he did it. And why she invite? why they got the same pajamas on at Grammy's house. Oh, that's, oh, they coming down with you. <laughs> I guess. Okay. Yeah. They can come, but don't bring them out with us. Coco, what am I do with them? They're at my house. What am I going to, what, I'm going to tell them to stay with my mama? What's my pregnant mama? What's going on? How's that going to work, sis? Ooh, that's how I'm a hot mess. 
And I feel like I'm usually a really good judge of character. Like when it comes to people, I can call it. Um, Miss White. Uh-huh. She was one that I didn't have. I think I was a little bit more jealous because we did, we, pro, we were kind of parallel. Uh-huh. I feel like. And it was that. Uh, the other one? I had to accept. I just had to, I like, agree to disagree. Right, right. There was, there's never, I, I feel like as I got older, as we progressed through, I accepted the fact that that was your girl mm-hmm. and tried to be as mature about it as possible. Right. I still don't really like her. <laughs> and look how that started because she got pregnant our freshman year of college Mm -hmm. and had and needed the support Mm -hmm. right and that became oh I just did this a couple we got this I did this a couple what I was like this first resume (laughs) auntie Nene there you go (laughs) babysitting feedings but not in the wee hours of the morning and look we got this we got it so the dynamics of what she needed we're already foundationally practice or we're babysitting or diaper changing. I actually didn't get into that until Xavier was born and the Zay is only six. <laughs> so once again, God controlling all things, right? Those feelings of jealousy and envy and missing out or whatever they, what have you, what they would have been or what they were. I think that now if I were to meet someone, which makes no sense because we really don't like people at this point, if I were to meet someone and bring them to the table, the reception now would be a completely different, right? Because now it, we think of things as an expansion of our awesomeness. Right. Collection. Yeah. yeah. Collection of our village. Right. Yeah. And, I, and so you, you said her name, so I'm going to say her name. Shout out to Amber. Because when I first met her, and I think it might have been because of where I was in life. It, I didn't have any of that disdain or detest when I met her. She was just a cool person. And has been and is till this day. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, like, that was never one where I was like, Miss White, same thing. It, was, it started off just pure jealousy. Like, mm, she's your best friend. <laughs> no, I'm your best friend. <laughs> Thinking that you could. We have a court. Never mind I lived with this woman. <laughs> right, right. And we have a quartet. How am I going to tell you you can't be best friends with more than one person when we literally are the epitome of being best friends with more than one person? Right. And we and and if we grew, you know, we grew to be cool. Like we cool. Right. Um. So yeah, I yeah, it it just I I know I'm looking back on it and just I have grown, I have learned, um, and I think mainly because you went out and you found this new tribe, this new group of females that you collected with. And that was never really my strong suit mm-hmm. going out. Well, we never had to. There were four. Right, 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 right. And so like when I went to college, when I just didn't have that real college experience, I had friends, like friends, acquaintances really, because I wasn't immersed in that. Right. They were people I would see in class or I did the summer bridge program with or whatever, um, going to school or going to um, work and stuff, they were work friends. They were never like, hey, 
look at this down ass chick I want us all be friends with. <laughs> it's just like, this is my coworker. She pretty yeah. cool. Sometimes we have lunch together. It's never, I don't feel like it's ever been until I actually started working here, maybe at CDC. Um, but they were never like my ace booms. They were just like cool people I worked with who became friends until I got here. And I, and I really think, cause that was my part of my immaturity. Oh, you can have friends at work who become a best friend because uh-huh. you're day in and day out with this person in the trenches, with this person, especially in our kind of, our kind of line of work. Um, those are my, my work best friends. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that dynamic, but never, ever on this, on the level of my four flats or my three flats. Cause I'm the fourth one. Right. Thing. And so I think that's from, I think that's the difference between you and I, you, I kind of like this term, you collect these amazing women to pour into your life, which then overflows into mine because mm-hmm. most of them, no of them, most of them <laughs> have been amazing. I'm not going to say no names. I'm not going to say no names, no names. You know what I just realized with you, with thinking about this? Do you know that her mm-hmm. and three have so many similarities? Bruh. Bruh. Her and three are like, their similarities are perfect, but their differences are opposite ends of the spectrum. But when I think about the dynamics of personalities, they're very similar. And so one thing that's hard to, to deal with is history. I can only I handle there are a lot of historical obligations yeah. that come into friendship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Because the way that you love three so hard are the exact things you don't like about the other one. Yeah, because I can only handle one. Yeah, yeah, I get it. One hit the chronic cut light. You know? <laughs> I get it. I get it. You're right, because it, it's it's a lot, right? Mentally, it's a lot. Yeah. It's too much. Um, I also feel like she had an air. In conclusion. <laughs> navigating <laughs> friendships, sisterhood, relationships takes communication. Black girl magic. <laughs> oh, for sure. Black girl magic. I'm glad we're born with it. Yeah. It takes not only being born with it, being able to tap into it because mm-hmm. we have the patience, the communication, the empathy, and the healthy boundary setting to maintain our friendship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or conclude them, whichever works for your spirit. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, for sure. He'll heal from it. In order to heal from it, you have to deal with it. And I think that's like that's that's our big scope of things. And that is the epitome of progressive friendships, progressive relationships, because there's always going to be a transition time, whether it be an intimate relationship a parent-child relationship, a sibling relationship, you're not the same person at the beginning of that relationship that you are at the end of the relationship or through that journey. So if you can't deal with me growing and, and then that's the end That's the end of the relationship. Better next time, but you'll get the gist. Mm-mm. So Mm-mm. behind every successful woman is a tribe of other successful women who have her back. And... Mm-hmm. This is, in summation, what it takes, whether you're going to choose to start to deal with hurt, a hurt relationship with a girlfriend, hurt relationship with a sister, a hurt relationship with someone, 
um, have another woman to bounce your ideas off of, right? Don't come at me all claws out because you've been hurt because I have wronged you because there was a miscommunication. Um, because in order to repair, restore, and get back to having my back, we have to come at each other all times with respect and love. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the reasons why I like this quote because, and we're not talking about even success, just with like cars, your career and finances. Mm-hmm. We're talking about success in being a great sister. Right. Okay. Every day. So this is most definitely been a wonderful and enlightening uh, episode. And if not enlightening, maybe entertaining, whatever it is for you. We hope through our conversations, you guys get a little something um, because we definitely are comedians. But we're funny as shit. On occasion, we're funny as shit. We We definitely therapists, but we be dropping them gems. Well, we are for sure as Black Girl Magic personified.